Blog Talk Radio. Join us as we travel into the inner workings of John Cheney's mind. Beyond Midcourt is another dimension, a dimension of pressure, a dimension of coverage, a dimension of mind. You're moving into a land, two slow-footed white guys, incapable of playing man-to-man, of help side defense and active hand. You've just crossed half-court into the matchup zone. Sunday night here on Blog Talk Radio. Mike and Kevin, the interns, <laughs> Jesus. joining you uh, every Sunday evening here on uh, Blog Talk Radio, talking a little tonight with uh, <laughs> talking a little tonight with uh, Tony Collins, former NFL Pro Bowler, uh, talking a little you know football and uh, also kind of a big day. We're a Philadelphia-based program, so a big day today in Philadelphia. Uh, a lot of people kind of blowing the. Uh, blowing up the uh, Eagles for what they what they're kind of doing and then today they come out and have a have a bombshell so uh what, we're going to be what talking happened, what happened today you're basketball do, do you no, not uh, McCoy, McCoy is dealt right yeah that was like that was like a week well, no, ago no it's not official it became official today yeah it became official official today but you didn't you really didn't hear anything else no I was watching basketball all day nothing I nothing Kev well, so, okay, break so, the news to me too. Okay, so I'm going to break the news because I'm sure there's more. Uh, Frank Go- Frank Gore. Oh, I did hear a little bit. Yeah, of that. Frank Gore said he's going to sign with the Eagles. Uh, Mark Sanchez says says he's going to remain uh, remain in Philadelphia. Uh, Jeremy Macklin uh, looks like he's going to Kansas City, which is uh, which is crazy. And uh, the big one today. Do you hear the big one? Oh my goodness. These aren't any of the big ones. No, the big one's still uh, the big one's still out there. Tony Romo coming? No, the Frank Gore was a big one because uh, you know that was like that was kind of the 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 big deal. Everyone was kind of looking for looking for for like what are you going to do? How are you going to replace McCoy? Uh, but uh, the big one, Byron Maxwell, Seattle Seahawks uh, now a Philadelphia Eagle, so signed a uh, a big deal. Deal? What was it? Five years, eleven million a year, I think, or yeah, big deal. Gore signs a seven point five million in guaranteed. Uh, so, so Gore is acquired. Gore is acquired. So love it. Gore love it. Byron uh, Byron Maxwell. Kiko, uh, you, you got Kiko Alonso. You you you've turned this team around. You got rid of McCoy. Everyone was like, "Well, that was no, ridiculous." It's perfect. It's perfect. My thing is this: I, I really wanted a. Uh, you, you, the Eagles haven't had that that top tier. Uh, top tier linebacker in, a, in quite some time. So I think that's the that's the cool thing. And and people here Nico Ryan's played well last year. Yeah, he did. But like top tier top tier like yeah. big time linebacker that the people is, is, that you is can Byron be Byron Maxwell top top tier? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. But here's the thing, like people are still pissed. How many people outside of Seattle heard of Byron Maxwell before all this talk? Before the Super Bowl? Before he was a, he was a monster the past 2 years in the Super Bowl. He was. He's been. I watched the Super Bowl. I didn't. I don't remember hearing his name all that much. Because that's because like they ever Richard Sherman. Dude, they everyone just, focuses on him and Earl Thomas. Just saying. Quarterback, you don't want to hear their name. If you hear, oh, go, go ahead. Go if ahead. you hear a cornerback name, that's usually a bad thing. Yeah, that's true. How many times do we well, hear that? He's, he's not a cornerback. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's a cornerback. He's a linebacker. No, that was Kiko. Uh, that's Kiko Alonso. Uh, he's a big gotcha, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, oh, okay. He gotcha, was rookie gotcha, of the year gotcha, before gotcha, he blew gotcha, out his gotcha. knee last year. So here's the thing: like, so the, so the Eagles saved twenty twenty million by switching to Kiko. Ever <laughs> tell me? My like the the entire everyone once bitching and moaning last year about how uh, the Eagles don't have the Eagles don't have that that solid defense. Everyone's complaining nonstop. They finally acquire it, and now it's like everyone's everyone's complaining again. So I don't really understand how this how the how this all is going to work because people are just you know why everyone's complaining though because they just want to complain no, no because no one's sure of what Ch- like everyone who was on the Chip Kelly bandwagon when he first got here mm-hmm. a lot of people are now unsure of what he's doing but the, 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 they want to be in the know 
So that's, that's the confusing thing is everyone wants to be in the know. They want to know exactly what's going on. Technical difficulties? Yeah, I want to know what's going on right now. Me too. That noise. I don't know. I feel like we get, we're getting that a lot. Blog Talk Radio is killing me, by the way. I'm sorry. But, like, it's just – have you listened to some of our episodes? Yes. <laughs> it's like the sound quality is so – I can't hear anything. Like, I'm, I'm – I'm, That's not a bad thing. No, it's definitely terrific. But, like, I just – you can't hear – like, it's, it's so quiet. I just don't understand what's going on with it. And now we're getting all kinds of static. I feel like it's – I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe, maybe it is us, but – Maybe you're just getting old. I think I am getting old. I think that's definitely. Uh, I think that's definitely here. But uh, Macklin, it looks like. Yeah, and wow, Macklin looks like he's going to Kansas City. With uh, Chip Kelly or with uh, Andy Reid, so reuniting Andy Reid. Now, that's crazy. So now they have to get a wide receiver. Percy Percy Harvin's out there. Andre Johnson's out there. Are they going to make a play for one of these guys? But wow. A lot of Eagles people. A lot of people saying Macklin's going to walk to Kansas City I, right now. That's I love, the, I love, the newest. I love getting rid of McCoy though. Yeah, I do too. You know, like look at the Patriots. Look at a lot of the top tier teams. Who, who are their running backs? Like it's such a devalued position now in the NFL that I, I don't, I don't mind getting rid of them. He, um, I don't, I don't think he took a step back. Like, like the offensive line was kind of patched up in the beginning of the season last yeah. year, but I, I just don't think you. I don't think great running backs. I don't think you need great running backs to win. No. And the Patriots prove it. You well, need a great quarterback. Here's the thing. I mean, it's it, here's the thing with the whole Mario to talk to. Uh, I think that, I mean, it, it very well could be alive, but uh, from what I hear, the Jets are looking for two, uh, two first rounds and a two second rounds for, uh, so a first round this year and a second round this year and a first round, second round next year to move up to get Mario if he's still there at six. Uh which wouldn't include Foles, which would be odd. I just don't think – I don't know. I look at Foles, and I just don't know why – I mean, he was 6-2 and two last year, and people think he had a bad year. The year before that, he led him, you know, into the playoffs for a team that was expected to win maybe B500. So people aren't really – I don't know. I'm, I'm, the, the, the jury's still out on him. I just think that when you look at what this team has now and what they're bringing in, it looks like they're trying to win right now, which means that why would they go and sign and and put all this all this pressure for Mariota when it's really not? I don't know what the frick. I think it's that wire. I don't know. I think it's Blog Talk Radio. All right, show brought to you tonight by Phone Pack, supplier of all Graker products. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> uh, brought to you by. Phone pack supplier of all Graco products. We are just a phone call away, 888-458-2928. Integrated plan, Renee Shaw. If you're an athlete looking to transition into a career outside the athletic field, contact Renee. Uh, 269-760-3857. And, uh, yeah, hit us up on Twitter, at the match underscore up zone. Call in tonight, 347-215-8126. Also, our our friend Vincent Askew uh, has a boys and girls uh, the the Askew Hoops Academy three day skills clinic. It's going to be March 10th through 12th. If you are in the Memphis, Tennessee area, uh, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. March 10th through 12th. Boys and girls ages 7 through 16, 150 dollars. Contact Vince uh, AskewHoops at gmail dot com or 901-864-5183. Get in touch with Vincent and uh, send your kids to some camps. Obviously. Teach him a little bit about the mind, the mind of basketball as well as just the physical aspect. Go ahead, Mike. And watching, and watching a lot. Now we'll switch back to the Eagles in a second. But watching a lot of high school basketball in the couple last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and we talked about before, the game is so overcoached now that kids don't know how to play it. Yeah, you were Every, everything about that. is just such. Everything just sets and set plays that they become robots and they don't understand how to play if they're not running a play. Yeah, and that's a problem. You're right. It's a huge problem. Uh, it's well, that's what I think. You know. It's it's a tough balance with high school basketball, but I mean we talked about that last week. That's kind of why you, you you set up some of the offenses to give the kids a little more freedom to to play the way that they you know teach kids. But it's a lot. It starts from an early age. It's not just like the high school teams. It's like the structure of of basketball from such a young age is 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 it's tough to with, with all the video and coaches exchanging tapes and everybody has a tape. Give me a tape of this game. Tape the huddle and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Set plays are so easily defended now. Yeah. Like, if you scout a team, you take away a couple of their set, their quick hitters, like, it's easy. 
Yeah. It's hard. The hell was that? I don't know. It's hard to defend. It's hard to defend. There you go, buddy. <laughs> it's hard to defend just playing basketball. Um, Step plays easily defended. So I, I just hate the overcoaching that goes on in high school. and just It's just, it's not fun. Game, games are in the 30s and low 40s. It's just it's not entertaining. It's just not. Yeah. Uh, I, like we said, I mean, it, it does – you have to – it can't start in high school, though. Like, it has to start – these kids are so used to playing organized basketball that they don't – they get to high school, they have no idea how to play without – yeah. A structure. Like no they, one's no one's going out and playing roughhouse anymore. No, no one's or going out and playing two, pickup. Two and three, yeah. Just learning to play the game. Everything's so structured, so it's it yeah, takes away. Right. I mean, we were talking to Vincent Askew about that. Everything's so structured. Everything happens. It's just it's just tough to to really get into the rhythm, and and they need that structure now because they don't know how to just break off and just play. Mm-hmm. Everything. You're right. They're like a lot of kids become robots. I mean, basketball mm-hmm. becomes a robotic game, especially it's in horrible. high school, it's because it's just it's constantly. Here's a play. Here's a play. As opposed to just hey, go play when you're young. Go play. It's so refreshing watching a kid who just knows how to play. Just dribbles like can attack and kick it out. I, I don't know. Just it's I, high school basketball is just it's getting to where I think they need a shot clock. I think it needs to be sped up. Um, game, game shouldn't be in the 30s. No, it shouldn't. It's a uh, Six four at the end of the quarters, like it's just it's it's not it's just not good basketball. No, so uh, kind of jumping back into uh, you know what the we're we're talking Eagles, we're also talking a little Sixers, uh, just because now you have uh, Okafer gets the Player of the Year in the ACC. We've talked about this before. I think he's the best player in the draft right now. Uh, I think he's he's going to be obviously the top choice, but not only do I think that, I think he's going to be a superstar. Like, I don't think he's just going to be a random run of the mill player. I think he's going to be a guy who, who goes out and dominates games. I think he, he, you could be looking at a guy who could be a potential hall of famer. I mean, that's how good I think he's going to be. I don't just see him being an average, a good NBA center. I think this is the guy who's going to be that next top tier superstar in the league. Weren't people saying the same thing about Andrew Wiggins? Have you heard a thing about Andrew Wiggins this year? No, but here's the thing. Like Andrew Wiggins, Joel Embiid, Jabari Parker, even like there was a lot of hype, but there was a lot of hype on potential. Potential was the big thing with those guys. And I look at what Okafor is doing. He's doing it right now. And we talked about Parker last year. Parker was able to do it. Yeah, but anything you do in college, they're going to say they have the potential to do in the NBA. Like just because you're a great college player. Like Glenn, like Joe Smith, who played at Maryland back in the '90s, he was tremendous, a nice NBA player. Glenn Robinson was tremendous in college, led the country in rebounding and, 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 and scoring. He was a good NBA player. So that just because you dominate college, I don't think necessarily means you're coming right in. Like, no, but look, look at Jordan. Was Jordan that dominant? And I mean, I think he was ACC Player of the Year, but he wasn't like when you, he was in college. You didn't say, "Man, this guy's gonna be the greatest player of all time." No, but uh, the the whole thing that with Okafor is Okafor does things that that not many people, other human beings can do. And that's what I look at it. Like, I look at Okafor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, he, he his post moves are terrific. Mm-hmm. He also can get in the lane and through traffic can, can finish plays. Uh, he's a good passer. He can shoot the ball a little bit. He's not a bad dribbler. Like, he can do things outside of just standing there and being, you know, a good post player. And it's more than just potential with him. Like, he can do things that other guys can't do now – at the same age, but he's also his potential is also great. So he's got it. He's got it now, but he's also got the potential. And the things that I've seen him do this year, I mean, I watched Okafor or, or uh, Wiggins. I watched Parker. He, they don't the things he can do on a basketball court. Those guys couldn't do. I just think he's going. He's just going to be a, a, a terrific NBA player in the in the future. So that leads me to this: What do you do with uh, a guy like? You have Nerlens Noel, and I think they've invested enough in Noel that they're they're not gonna uh, they're not gonna get rid of him. And now you have Embiid, the guy who goes between the legs and dunks it. What do you do with a guy like Embiid now when you have such a you could have an Okafor? Do you ship out Embiid? I mean, is, is that why he's not playing? Are they waiting to see what he can get? No, I, I think they know they don't want to win any more games this year. They don't want to risk like why not why not let him just keep strengthening the foot and the back or, you know, whatever injuries he has. I think if the Sixers do get the number one pick, they pick Okafor, I think you ship Noel out the soon after. Yeah, but I, soon after you get rid of him. I don't know. Like, I look at what they're, what Noel's doing. He's he, 
His offensive game no, is but, so far behind what it needs to be. Defensively, he could be, he, and he, he's a little more. He can he can go out and guard. He's got quick feet. I just think I just look at him and I'm like I I, I so trust he's still, him. So he's still Ratliff. Yeah, but you, if if you have Okafor and you get an you pull in a big free agent, then all you need is Theo Ratliff. You don't need you don't need like a, yeah, a big if you time. pull in a big free agent. I mean, what nobody's who wants to come to Philadelphia right now? Nobody. You're not getting anybody because they don't have any superstars. You need a superstar. I went, get a I went to the game on Friday night. It was kids' night, so it was kind of crowded. Iverson was there. They did this whole – but I'm like, when are they going to go, they gonna go off the Iverson thing? Like, it's just like every time yeah, – He's they, been gone for 15 years now. Every time they're like, Iverson. they're like, okay, that, that, there's no one here. There's no one at the game. No, bring Iverson bring back. Bring Iverson in, yeah. Bring Iverson yeah, back. shame. All right, we're joined uh, by our guest tonight, uh, Tony Collins. Tony, uh, a former, former pro bowler. Uh, NFL player, and he's uh, he's kind enough to join us and uh, talk a little bit about you know the football today, football yesterday, and uh, a little bit about kind of what's going on with, uh, with 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 the Eagles today, with free agency today, and, and everything else. Tony, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? I'm do- we're doing well. So, Tony, uh, you know, with with the way free agency works, with the, with how crazy it is this time of year. Uh, how different is this from when when you were playing with the guys? Uh, you, there's just constant switching. You know, you see you see uh, McCoy goes. I mean, we're Eagles fans. We're Philadelphia based, so you see a guy like McCoy get shipped out. Kind of a falls victim to the salary cap. They bring in uh, Kiko Alonso. Now Macklin looks like he's walking. They're bringing in. It's like the the NFL just shifts so much. Even your big time guys are just shifting teams so much. Hey, I know you. I know you guys are kind of upset because I was thinking the same thing. Who, who, who is Kiko Alonso? <laughs> <laughs> to get rid of somebody like Shady, man, it's, uh-huh. it's incredible. But but you know it's a business, man. And, and and I think one of the one of the biggest things I think Philly was under uh, they were over the salary cap and, and they had to do something. And you know I don't know. You know you, you know you got chipped there, and you know uh, Alonzo, he's a He's an Oregon guy, so you know you, you just got to look at things like that. But it, you, it's, it's, it's all about money, man. It's, it's really all about money. I think I, I believe I, I try to believe it's all about money. I, I, I can't. I, I can't. My knowledge of the game is to is is replacing replacing um, Shady for Alonzo. It's, it's like passing a ball in the Super Bowl when you got the best back in the league. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, you got. I just, I just don't understand it. I can't. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's something that I don't understand. Why would they try to get one, get rid of Shady when uh, he's so productive? And mm-hmm. you got a, you got a kid that's coming off a knee injury, and you just don't know what's going to happen with him. I, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's mind boggling. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, what what do you think about Chip Kelly's offense? The whole hurry up and speed and and snapping the ball every fifteen seconds. I mean, is that a gimmick, or do you think this is something that could be sustained and well, could could win Super Bowls? You got to have the you got to have the right personnel. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's the whole key to it. And I think the biggest thing right now, I, um, from what I understand and what I'm trying to uh, what I'm seeing is he's trying to get that quarterback from Oregon too. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, it's it, it works if you got the right personnel, but uh, you know it's, it's it's at a pro level too. So you got to understand this: these, these are not college guys; these are not college coaches. So they're going to find a way uh, to shut that thing down anyway. So you know it, it's you got to have the right personnel, and, and, I, and it goes back all the way back when I played uh, in, in in 1985 in the Super Bowl against the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears had a defense, the 46 defense. Mm-hmm. They had the personnel to run that defense, the best defense ever, I believe. And uh, and you know they you know they won the Super Bowl. Of course, the only the only game they lost that year was to the Miami Dolphins. But you got to have the right personnel, and I and I think that's what Chip is trying to do. He's trying to get that right personnel uh, uh, in the in, in that Philly offense to run that offense. It's a great offense. It's a mm-hmm. lot of scoring, it's a lot of action, but you got to have the right personnel. I agree. Uh, now, kind of switching gears, talking a little bit about, you know, yourself and your career. I, I know you, you know, The Broken Road, your book, uh, talks a lot about you as, as a, a, young, a young man. That was your, that was your goal, uh, to make it to the NFL, to be a pro bar. Th- those were your goals that you set for yourself. 
and you achieved those. And, you know, looking at, at the, the player player today, and we talked about, you know, we talked about this in basketball with the organization of everything and, and, and things like that. Do you find a difference between a guy like you uh, who, who had that dream from a young age and the, and the kids kind of coming up these days where do – you, do you see a, a difference between the young athletes from your time and the young athletes from this time? You know, I really don't think so. In order to make it to the NFL, you, you, it just doesn't happen overnight. That, that, to be at that, elite, at that elite level, that doesn't happen overnight. One of the things mm-hmm. that I talk – one of the things I talk to kids about all, all the time is that your words have power and the law of attraction. One of the things that I did, and I'm pretty sure probably 90% of the NFL players that are playing today probably did the same thing I did coming up as a kid. And mm-hmm. at, at nine years old, I went to my mom and I told my mom, I said, Mom, I'm going to play in the NFL. I didn't know what I was doing at the time, but I was speaking my future into the present. And the other thing that I did, you know, I'm from a family of 16. I got a lot of, my, my mom, my dad didn't mess around. So uh, I'm from a family of 16. <laughs> I'm from a family of 16, and I'm, and I'm number 15. All, wow. my older brothers, all my older brothers tried to make it. They didn't make it. I'm from a small town in upstate New York called Pinyan. Probably never heard of it before. Real, real small town. Nobody from that school has ever made it to the NFL, and I was going to make it. And mm-hmm. what I call the law of attraction, from the age of nine all the way to I made it to the NFL, all I thought about was playing in the NFL. I had this long backyard. We were out in the backyard. My brothers, me and my brothers would be out in the backyard. Uh, they would go inside, and I would stay outside all by myself, pretending that I was in the NFL, law of attraction. All I thought about was playing in the NFL. I must have played about a 1,000 Super Bowls in my mind. And I got to play in one. And so, and, and, and I'm, I'm telling you, man, that if you ask any NFL player that's playing today, their, their dream as a kid probably, most likely, was to play in the NFL. They started out young, and they thought about it, and they thought about it. Law of attraction, what you think about the most will come to you. Tony, that, that, that's really interesting, great story. Um, wh- how do you think – how do you think the NFL today is different from when you played? Like what's, what are the, what are a couple of the big things? I, I know like a lot of, a lot of people are kind of upset with the, it's not, you can't, you can't hit the quarterback anymore. It's a little less physical. Do you think it's less physical now than when you played? Well, let's, let's go back a little bit. You actually, what, what's the difference today with today than when I played? They're making a whole lot more money. <laughs> <laughs> like, Char- like Charles Barkley always said, he's mad at his mom. He was born too early. <laughs> My, I, I was a second. I was a second round draft pick. Now, check this out. In this, 1981. I was a second round draft pick uh, for, with the New England Patriots. Most second round draft pick today. today, today their, their signing bonus was about a million, two million. My signing bonus was sixty thousand dollars, and I thought I was the richest guy in the world. But, <laughs> but, but of course, um, it's the game has changed, and one of the one of the reasons the game has changed. It's because of the cushion thing, and mm-hmm. and I understand what's going mm-hmm. on. It's it's a brutal sport, man. It really is. The guys, let me tell you something. They're not getting paid enough because any any given day, any given Sunday, any given Thursday, any, any given Monday night, something can happen that your life can change forever. And um, uh, one of the things that, that the NFL is trying to do is is try to prevent that. Um, there's there's no way that you can stop the hitting because it's football. Football is a is a contact sport, and, and 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 it's a great sport. I love the game. It teaches you life. It teaches you, it teaches you how character. It teaches you everything. But one of the things that the NFL is trying to do is trying to protect the players because we have so many old players now. I say old, and I'm one of those old players. There's so many old players <laughs> now that are, <laughs> that are that are going through a lot of uh, trials and tribulations because. Of things that they 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 sacrifice on that football field, and and I, you know they're doing. I, I believe they're doing a great job. Uh, they're doing their best to to make it a, a safe game, but how safe can it be when it's a contact sport? You know, so um, mm-hmm. it is different. It's, it's much different, and and I and I, and I applaud the NFL for realizing uh, because let me tell you, man, 
I must have had about mm, probably three or four concussions. And what they do back then in the 80s when I was playing, it's probably even worse in the 60s and the 70s. Some of those guys didn't even have face masks back then. I did have a face mask. Okay, I'm not that old. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, I would, you know, I've, I've been knocked out in a couple games. You know, they give you the smell of soft and you can get back in the game because you want to get back in the game because, you know, this this is your team. You want to, you want to, you want to play your part for your team, and so um, you know that 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 was it. So now they're you know someone gets you know gets gets their bell rung uh, in the game today. You know they may have to sit out maybe two or three games if they don't you know pass the test. So it's it, it's good that they're doing that. Uh, maybe it's a little bit too late, but um, you know I don't know if they knew knew about it or not. But at the same time, you know it's 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 a contact sport and. Uh, you take your chances every day, when, every every Sunday, every Thursday, every Monday when you go out to play. Wow! Now, Tony, you know, kind of t- talking, we were, you know, talking about your career as well, and a lot of guys, uh, you'll you'll hear the stories that you know they, they get into maybe they they they'll they'll get onto get hooked a little bit on drugs because of the concussions, because of the lifestyle, because of these all these things, and then it's like you, you know you, you hear guys talking about that. You, Josh Gordon suspended he's he's you know for for little little infractions but at the same time these guys play the sport and it's like constant craziness and then you know sometimes the drugs kind of come and come into play i know we you know reading your book a lot of the that was uh you were suspended uh the entire year for failing the drug test does that does that did that play into it with all with all the hits and things like that did that come almost come away to kind of cope and relax with that so you know everybody has a story. My story is you know my my rookie season when I came into the league. You know I, I was the third string running back on the team. There was uh, Vegas Ferguson was the number one running back. Horace Ivy was the number two running back, and I was the third back. The, the Patriots drafted me to run kickoffs. I, you know I was kind of fast and I did pretty good at, at East Carolina running kickoffs back. So they drafted me to run kickoffs. But you know I'm the third string running back, and I've never been third string running back before in my life. I didn't plan on being third string with the New England Patriots either. And so they just didn't know it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, training camp comes and, you know, Horace Ivy gets hurt the, the second the second week of training camp. I move to the number two spot. Vegas Ferguson gets hurt the fourth fourth week of training camp. And I move, and I move up to the number one spot. So now I'm the first I'm the first string running back on the team. I get to start my very first game against the Baltimore Colts. And mm-hmm. so one of, the things, one of the things that I remembered is that, you know, I can't get hurt because if I get hurt, this guy behind me makes make, take take my job. I can't I can't let that happen. My mm-hmm. fourth season, my fourth season, um, you know, I, my first my rookie season, I got rookie of the year. Second season, I led the I led the team in rushing. Third season, I made it to the Pro Bowl. Life is great. That life is fantastic. My fourth se- my fourth year, uh, beginning of the season, I got cracked ribs, and so now I got a choice. I got to make either to sit out and have this guy behind me try to take my position, or mm-hmm. I take painkillers. Mm-hmm. I decided to take painkillers. Mm-hmm. I would get shots before the game in the side, cortisone shots. I get shots at halftime. At the end of the game, now i got to take all these painkillers pain just to go to sleep, just to function. And back then when we were playing, on Wednesday and Thursday, if you didn't practice on Wednesday and Thursday, this how, is this how it was, you didn't play in the game on, on Sunday. So now I, I have to practice. So I'm taking I'm taking painkillers all through the week, and so this is what it came to uh, the painkillers. I was taking so many painkillers that it was tearing up my stomach, man. It was it was just tearing up my stomach. And so one of the guys on the team can't tell you his name. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> said, he said he said man, if you if you smoke a little marijuana, it'll take the nauseaness away from you. Okay, never smoked marijuana before in my life. I know I got to keep taking these painkillers. And so I smoked marijuana for the very first time. And sure enough, uh, the nauseaness goes away. And now for the whole four, my fourth year, I'm popping pills and I'm smoking a little marijuana. And uh, now I'm doing, by doing that with the marijuana, the marijuana, I'm, now I'm hanging around with people that I shouldn't have been hanging around. One of the keys mm-hmm. uh, that my father taught me as a kid, one of the keys to being successful is surrounding yourself with successful people. And I wasn't doing that. I was surrounding myself with people that are hanging out in nightclubs, uh, smoking, smoking weed, and, 
and then the weed led to cocaine, and it just got, it just it just got out of control. And so uh, I got random tested twice, um, you know, got caught twice, and the Patriots released me one of the saddest days of my life. Very next day, the Indianapolis coach picked me up. Ron Myers was there. He he was actually a coach for me. But the Patriots, Ron Myers was in Indianapolis, and so he picked me up. And so now, now I, I, I get another chance. I got one more shot. You know, I, you know, third strike. You know, you're out. And so I, I know I'm getting tested every single day now. Getting tested every single day. And I talk to kids. I talk to kids all the time about making right choices. Uh, one of the one of the keys in life is is the choices that you make. And so now I'm in Indianapolis. Everything. So I got. I got. I got a second chance. Uh, everything's great. I'm getting tested every single day. I'm not gonna mess around because I know if I get I get popped again, I'm out for I'm out for the whole I'm out for the whole year. And so training camp starts. I'm in the backfield with Eric Dickinson. Everything is great. Um, first week of training camp, I'm I'm really doing well. Second week of training camp, doing fantastic. Third week of training camp in Indianapolis, I make a choice to go to a party. You know, just a little party. But I knew at the party there was gonna be marijuana there. Gonna be probably drugs there. But I was just going there just to have some fun. Just you know, relieve myself a little bit um, across the training camp, and so I made a choice to go to this party. Sure enough, there's mar- marijuana at the party. Everything's going on, but I'm not messing around because I got to take a drug test the very next day. I know this, okay? And so didn't mess around. Didn't even, didn't know nothing about secondhand smoke. I go, I get back to my dorm. Everything's fine. I wake up the next morning and take my drug test. I practice. Everything's great. Next morning. Coach Meyer calls me into the office and says, you've been tested positive for marijuana. Mm. And I'm suspended for the whole entire year. I made a choice to go to a party not knowing about secondhand smoke, and I get suspended for a whole entire year. And now That's who's going to believe me? Who's going to believe me? This is, you know, I'm, I'm already known as this guy who's been using drugs. And so it's, it's, it's life is all about choices, man. And so... It, it, it's, a, it's a thing where you, you you know the pills that they were, they were giving us, and not just me, us. When I say us, it was everybody. Everybody was taking them. You know, so mm-hmm. it's a it's a thing where you know guys guys today, it's a, it's a, it's a lot tougher for guys today because of the social media. Uh, I mean, we didn't have, we didn't have cell phones back then, man. <laughs> You, you, it was hard to get in contact with a lot of people. But today, you got a cell phone, you got, you got, you got Twitter, you got, you got Facebook, you got Instagram, you got everything. These guys have to make so many right choices and, and make sure they're surrounding themselves with good, good people, or it's going to be trouble for them. And so it, it, it's just, it's just a matter of choices that these guys have to make in order to, to make. You know, I don't, I don't know just. Josh Gordon, I don't know what what his background is. I, I I know he's a great athlete, a great wide receiver, but he's making wrong choices. Yeah, and that's you know the, your story. It's that's very kind of relevant with you know what's going on with him. And like you said, it's it's not just the it's not just the action. It's the choice that you make prior to that. Uh, and I think that he said the same thing. Kind of you know he made a bad choice. And, uh, you know, now kind of paying the consequences. And it's true, like, you know, the court of public opinion is a big one. And I think a lot of guys will will fall into that. I mean, that's that's almost more important than what the what they say, because what the the NFL says, because these are the people who are your fans. And if they don't believe it, then that's that becomes a a tough one to, to kind of bounce back from. I mean, look at Ray Rice, all these situations that we have, Adrian Peterson, in the NFL now, and it's like, what do you, you know, who do you believe? So, and 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 the, and, the, and, the, and the big thing about it is, most of those, most of these guys are good guys, man. They're mm-hmm. real good guys. I mean, they 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 make a mistake. I mean, you know, you know, you look at and and um, first of all, they got to understand first of all that they're in a position where you know you got kids looking up to you, you got fans looking up to you. And whether they want to realize it or not, believe it or not, these guys are role models. I don't, I don't, I don't care when you, when you, when you play at the NFL level, regardless of how you feel or, or what you think, you become a role model because not too many people can can do what you do, and so they have to realize they're under they're under the microscope, and and, and you know I, I didn't realize it back then when I was playing how 
how how important or, or, or the position that I was at that I can actually change a life for someone. I, I can actually talk to someone and give someone give someone an autograph where that's going to make that person's day, you know. And so they have to realize the position that they're in. So it's, it's even more pressure for them to make good decisions. See, and, and it all comes back. And, I, and my mom used to always tell me, "You're only as good as the company that you keep." And so you got to understand. You got to surround yourself with good people. When, when's the last time? When's the last time you heard of, of Peyton Manning getting in trouble? When's the last time you heard of Tom Brady getting mm-hmm. in trouble? You're right. You know, these guys are surrounding themselves with good people. And mm-hmm. so the same thing, the same thing, everybody else has to do the same thing. But, you know, you know, and I'm, I'm just reading about, you know, Chris Johnson, you know. Yeah. You know, he's an East Carolina guy. He's like my brother. We went to the mm-hmm. same school. But yeah. at the same time, he's not surrounding himself with good people. When you surround yourself with good people, you're not. You're not. You. You never get caught up in a drive-by. Come on, move. Come on. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, just just think about it. You know, and and that's what it all boils down to. It boils down to these guys making good choices. It boils. It boils down to these guys surrounding themselves with good people, and and and, and that's the only way you're gonna have to do this. And see, one of the things that they don't understand, these guys are a lot of the and and it, and, I, and I hate to say this, but a lot of my black brothers. That are in the NFL, you know, they, they, they come from the ghetto and they and they and, and they make all this money, but they want to bring their friends with them from the ghetto. But mm-hmm. they, it's it's and it's a it's a tough situation because first of all, you know, I understand that you know they don't want to seem like they're better than everybody else. But at the same time, you got to understand that I'm at another level now. If you can't get at my level. I'm sorry, but I just can't hang around you. Yeah, and that's what they, and that's what they got to understand. And so it, it, it's tough, man. It, it really is tough, and and I hate to see it happening, but it's happening. But because of the choices that they're making, because they can't, you know, my mom used to say, "There's some friends that you don't need to be friends with anymore." Mm-hmm. So you're right. I mean, it's just that you're kind of talking about surrounding yourself with the right people. I think that's that's a a great thing. And I know, you know, right now you do, uh, you do the foundation. It's for the kids, uh, kind of become what you believe you teach the children and, and also kind of, you know, the, your book, uh, broken, broken road, turning my mess into a, into a message. I think that's a big thing for, because what you're saying is, is something that's still happening so much in the NFL today. And some of these young guys still bringing that, uh, you know, tough situations and putting themselves in a bad spots when when they don't really need to be. And I think that's a really powerful message. And I think that's that's great that you do that. Yeah, you know what? Let me tell you, it's it's something that I know I have to do. God spared my life, man. You know, I, I, if you if you read my book, you would see the, the different situations that I documented where I you know I shouldn't I shouldn't even be there. And sometimes mm-hmm. I sit back and I ask God, you know, why am I? I used to, I used to not anymore. I used to ask God, you know, God, why am I still here? You know, there's a lot of a lot of guys that are that are dead by doing some of the things that I that I did, and, and you know, and, and it's not. I know what my purpose is. I always thought my purpose was to play in the NFL, and make a lot of money, and be happy, and help my mom and dad out, and all that other good stuff. That was part of it, but now I understand because God spared my life. I have to give back. I have to. I have to uh, uh, tell my story to let other kids that are that are that have that have the same dreams that I have. Not, not maybe not being an NFL football player, maybe a basketball player, maybe a baseball player, maybe a doctor, maybe a lawyer, whatever it is. To let them know that man, this is what we have. This is what you got to do. You got to make good choices. You you got to surround yourself with good people. I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I've made because they're my life. So I can tell you, okay, so now just listen. And, and uh, I'm not saying you got to obey, but just listen. And, you, you know, now you make the choice. It's in your court now. So that, that's that's my purpose in life. You know, it's, I'm living the best life ever. I, life can, couldn't, even, couldn't be better for me right now. I, 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 man, I'm telling you, I always thought, man, playing the NFL was, was the best, but right now, 
giving back and, and, and talking to, to, to the youth and talking to men and talking to anybody who listen to me, it's the best thing I could I could ever do, and I'm the happiest person in the world. That's great. Tony, we we really appreciate you stopping into the show tonight to talk, kind of share your story and your insight and kind of that, that inspiration for those that next generation of athletes to kind of, you know, make sure you know, follow that correct path, but also follow your dreams. So I think that's really, we really appreciate you coming on and talking to us tonight. Absolutely, guys. I appreciate you. All right. And, thanks and, uh, anybody, go ahead. Anybody want to go to my website, it's TonyCollinsBWIB.com. Go to my website, get a book. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tony. We really appreciate it. All right, guys. All right. Have a good one. You too. Tony Collins, uh, Tony Collins joining, Tony Collins joining us on the show tonight. Uh, great guest, uh, a lot of good insight on, uh, you know, the, the NFL in general today and his story is definitely one to kind of, you know, inspire and, and have that, have those guys who, who look at him as a, as a, you know, big time, uh, role model to, to continue going along that path. Rodeo line, <laughs> rodeo line too. Is rodeo on the line. He's on the line. Paul Rodeo joining us finally after two it's two and a half years. Three times. That was ridiculous. Wait, wait, no, wait. I want you to I want you to call I want you to call call Paul Rodeo and be like, Hey, by the by the way, we had Sam Jones on the floor. We have Tony Cal- like Paul Yeah, but Rodeo is a bigger name. Yeah. Nah, yeah, it's so funny too because I I I, I call Rodeo. I talk to him. He said, "No problem. Here's the number, this and that." <laughs> we had about ten coaches calling that night, and Rodeo calls me. Now he calls me the next morning. He says, "Mike, sorry, I got uh, I tried to get in, but I couldn't get through." I wonder if we had like too many people. If like yeah. the, the site only supported that many people. And then he says, "It's can I make it up to you?" I said, "Well, can you call in this week?" <laughs> no problem. What time? Same time. Seven twenty, seven twenty-five, seven thirty. No rodeo, and that was it. Yeah, that's uh, that's the story of our life right here. Kind of respect you get. Yeah, you're you're good. Oh, were you checking it out? Checking what out? <laughs> where'd your where'd your where'd your is that your big boy microphone? <laughs> See if that one works. I think it plays "Let It Go," so uh, you should be good. Does it actually work? <laughs> It doesn't work. You need Adam, you have to talk into the microphone. That's the one thing you've never learned. This one? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, the one that works. Okay, sorry. They can't see you on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Hopefully no one else can, too. Yeah, this this episode will not be on YouTube, everybody, <laughs> for reasons that are tough to explain. If you want to listen to a good radio show, <laughs> anything literally but anything but this. <laughs> you just got like real loud real quick. I went from not hearing you to right, you hearing you, you too much. You yeah. You're welcome. Everyone That's why I'm here. Peruse Blog Talk Radio, but if you see a show called The Match bu- Matchup Zone, scroll right past it. <laughs> the Matchbox Zone. It's not worth your time, guys. Scroll right past it. I'm <laughs> oh, warning you in advance. I, mean, I don't see Tony Collins on too many other radio shows. <laughs> Paul Rodeo. Yeah, Paul Rodeo just called into. Uh, <laughs> Who is that? Oh, no, but they were laughing about him earlier, so I figured his name brings amusement. It was at the Camden Catholic game tonight. We're like, I told Mike to go grab a microphone and interview him. Do you think we need more phone lines if Rodeo couldn't get through? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to open up another phone line for Paul Rodeo. (laughs) Rodeo rodeo hotline. (laughs) It's like a direct, it like just sends him right through. It's like a smoke signal. Yeah, put him and Elwood on that. (laughs) What? All right, so we we uh, Where's we, Elwood? I don't know. Pacers, 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 win Pacers the Pacers game. Uh, we got we got a, since we can't use the the improper language. The uh, the, the so, imp- wait, did yeah, you ever yeah. find out you can't you can't curse? No, you can, but then you have to label it as it's as explicit. And oh, I really? I don't know how to do that, so I just would rather not. Son curse. of a B, you know. Well, I, Let me tell you. I don't think it's just well, the f bomb. You can't say. Rodeo's called collect. Will you accept a phone call from? Oh, oh my God! Hey, did you see that little? Did you see that little weasel at the game tonight? Yeah, I saw him. Oh my God! Does anybody look better in a suit than that guy? <laughs> he wasn't wearing a suit. In general. I don't know. I didn't see him in a suit tonight. <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen him in a suit? Does anyone? Look, does any guy wear sweatpants better than that guy? Does anyone wear shorts and, a, and an Under Armour top better than this guy? <laughs> oh God! Oh, Mike's wearing shorts. So, <laughs> Under Armour top. <laughs> Under Armour top. So we got a. Uh, 
interns kind of put this together. Kind of a, a, a sports version of uh, F. Mary Kill. What do we have? Little oh, a, a little F. Mary Kill. What like, does that mean? You never heard the play the game like F marry kill. You have three people and it's like you have to you have to F one. You have to marry one. You have to kill one. You never played that. I no. think we could get in trouble for just saying F. F but no, it could oh, that's a letter. So freak, freak. But I I've feel like that's really this. weird. We you need to come up. We need to come up with no. like different things. Like I was friend. Actually, I was watching a show. Friendship. That you playing the same game. They use the word boss. What's that? Nope. Boss means you know. Yeah, it's like boss. Like boss yeah. marry kill. Big old F. No, it's not an abbreviation. <laughs> no, I like it. that. I think at this point like everyone what? knows what we're talking. All right, are we? Wait, what's boff? It's, it's boff. Like it means you, word. Like, you, like, you wanna... like you hit it. Oh, boff. It's like it's like a. Yeah, but I feel like we're, if we're talking about athletes, I don't want to boff oh, any of them. You don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Like well, well, well what so, does F mean? Boff. Well then, what? Yeah, this, we but, shouldn't be playing this game at all. All right, well let's play it. What are we doing here? You have to like come up with three people and like. Yeah, it's like okay, so like we need to like instead of. F, that needs to be like the... Whisper the, in if you were a girl. All right, that way it's not... Yeah, but we're not talking about like, you know, like the, the, the sexual thing. We're talking about more like, you know, sports-wise. What would you do? You know, would you want... It, there has what? to be like, would you kill somebody? Would you... Would you... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Andre the Giants is Andre the Giants down. That's who that is? Someone put Tony Collins back on the line. <laughs> we only have 14 minutes left. Oh, that's, that's, that's 13. That's way too many. Remember this? <laughs> Wait, are we playing this game or not? Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, we'll we'll just we'll there play wasn't it like enough the... pre-show thought in Christ. <laughs> you... This show can't be put on YouTube. It's embarrassing. I think it's better to put it on this, YouTube. This now. may go viral at this point. Thank yeah. God they can't see my face. I'm telling you, like there's there's so much nonsense on YouTube. My daughter watches eggs for like forty. It's like Back six up. million. How does my daughter watch YouTube? Why? How does watch eggs? Yeah, she watches the what here. I'll just let her go on YouTube. You don't have to put it on. What do you mean eggs? Sounds horrible. Eggs. eggs. Sounds boring. Like eggs, eggs. It's like Disney Collector. This lady right here, Disney Collector. She makes she makes four point nine million dollars a year, and she puts out like egg videos. So like videos of just look. It's like surprise eggs. There's just music playing. Surprise eggs. Yeah. Hmm. Like. What? Look at all these pretty colored eggs. I think Kevin it's probably likes this. I think Kevin probably likes this more than his daughter. Red eggs. Yeah. What's I don't know what it is. Like I can't hear anything. Right all right. It's, it's a firefighter. All right. Boff, Mary, kill the red egg, the green egg, or the blue I, egg. You're the only one who can see. Mike can maybe see a little bit, but he's getting old, so I'm trying not to look. <laughs> so like this, look. 71,387,528 people viewed this stupid thing. They published it on February 20th, 2014. That was a year ago. There's a freaking banana talk. Like, this is, the animation's terrible. They're just talking. Is that ta- banana talking? Yes. Keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> All right, so let's just get into this. We'll, we'll, we'll think of, so like, you know, one of, one of them you could kill, you kill the person. The other one you're like, okay, you'll, you'll take them in Philadelphia. The other one you'll, uh... I don't know. Boff. <laughs> <laughs> when I made these lists, I thought we were actually playing it. This like, is all that. We're girls? Not, yeah, like as if we were girls. What do you got? What oh, do you, well, we're not. No, we're well, not I girls. I know we're not girls, Michael. God damn. Should we have a girl now call? And I feel uncomfortable that's doing this now. That's a good idea. We should have a girl call in and answer the question. What girl right, listens right, to the show? Someone call Elwood. Forget that. <laughs> who who listens to the show in yeah. general? Adam, here, you do it. All right, give it to Adam. I don't even know the questions he came. You don't even know the questions. I just don't look at him. Wait a second. I'm comfortable enough with my sexuality that I can answer this. All right. All right. I'll give you the names. Yeah, I'll give you the names. Anthony Davis, Tim Tebow, Kobe Bryant. Kill Kobe Bryant because he'd kill me first. Good thought. Mary. Ooh, that's a tough one because Anthony Davis is highly unattractive, and Tim Tebow is a good-looking guy. Yeah, Anthony Davis so has the unibrow. Who do you want around for a long period of time, and who do you want to just get in and get out? I'd rather get in and get out with Tim Tebow because he <laughs> seems like he'd be an, an annoying guy to have around for a long period of time. I hope Tony Collins is no longer listening. No, I'm serious. Would you want to? Be oh, he's not. Yeah, that's that's my. I'd marry, he joined ever. He joined the joined the millions already. I'd marry Anthony Davis, and I'd. Yeah, but how do you put up with that uni brow? Well, I mean, he's going to make... I'd be the... I wouldn't have to work for the rest of my life. Okay. He's going to be a superstar for a long time. I'm, I'm set. All right, this is a good... have to work with any of these. LeBron, Tom Brady, Nick Foles. Mm. 
Marry Tom Brady. Of course. Yeah, good call. Who are the other ones? Kill, Nick Foles. kill LeBron, and then do the other thing with Nick Foles. Wow. I could, we'll, I couldn't have to, hand, we'll have to send a memo. I couldn't handle LeBron. There's just no way. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no way. Andy Reid, Chip Kelly, Brett Brown. Uh, I'd marry. I'd marry Brett Brown. Kill Andy Reid. No, I'd kill Chip Kelly because I will, he'd get rid of me too quickly otherwise. Uh, that's true. And then I guess I'd uh, boff Andy Reid. I'm not happy about it, but out of those three, that's the choice I'd have to make. Oh, my God. All right, we might have to stop playing. We have 215 people who are listening live to this show currently. And now, they're, now they all think I'm homosexual. <laughs> and then Nick Foles just joined us. <laughs> the 260. Nick Foles just tweeted at me. Are dogs? Nick Foles just tweeted at me. Yeah, and you're, you're upsetting them. <laughs> You um, talked about how you can't, ha- said, you can't handle LeBron. Nick Foles just messaged me on people, Grindr. There's 215 people listening live. Yeah, that's the the stats just came up. They're they're just uh, blog talks just kind of trying they to play. No, this is not blog talk. It's i i. Uh, they stumbled upon us on mistake. It's iTunes. They stumbled upon us. It, it's yeah, whatever. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna stop playing this game. <laughs> people actually are listening. Although, now. Yeah, because there's people listening, and I'm like, oh, this. all right. Last one: Jeremy Macklin, Lashawn McCoy, Deshaun Jackson. Oh. A trio. Did you? I didn't know we drafted them all in the same year. That's pretty amazing. That is pretty amazing. Um, I killed Deshaun Jackson, married Jeremy Macklin, bop Deshaun McCoy. Nice. Good choice. Well, I mean, Deshaun Jackson would kill me in a second, I think, if I didn't Why? kill him. Why? Seen that guy? He just, he's There's a reason looking. Chip Kelly got rid of him so fast for nothing. Yeah, he did something wrong. <laughs> so, uh, you know... <laughs> Changing topics of the So if any of the people who I said I wanted to bop or marry, find Dude. me on Twitter, Grinder. I'm on Grinder. <laughs> Grinder. Seventy three people still listening in. Wait, it went from two fifteen to seventy three? I don't know. I just made that number up. Did you make up two fifteen? No, look, I got a the text right What am here. I supposed to look at? Someone texted you, they're just being nice. Yeah, probably. They really are. Sarah just wrote, this show took a turn for the worst. Glad I just tuned in. Tell Sarah I miss her. I haven't seen her in a long time. She's Australian. <laughs> what is that? I knew your wife for a year, and you still tried to convince me she was Australian. And then he told me that I was, I was sold immediately. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> what is it? What is it? My buddy texted me that you're making John DeBella sound good. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> That's hard to do. So going back into the 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 world of sports, kind of talking uh, talking a little bit about the uh, we talked a little bit about the Sixers, talking a little bit about the talking a little bit about the Eagles. Now, Mike, do you think it? Do you think it's disappointing? <laughs> do you think it's disappointing that yes, you you go through this entire year and and. You're, everyone's talking about the Sixers and they're talking about the Eagles, and not one person's talking about the talking about the Phillies. Do you think that's disappointing? What is, let me see. Just leave the phone unplugged. Oh my god! Oh my god! I can't come on. I can't. Somebody take the dog out. But again, the dog seems to be making the most sense right now. Oh my god! Oh my god. All right, so. Do you think it's frustrating that the that the Phillies are getting absolutely no no well, play? Well, you're not with Cliff Lee, did I? Yeah, that's crazy. But, but like, dude, people don't even care. It's like, who cares? That's like one of those things where you're like, okay, like he's done. You're just like he. His, it, that's what happened with Roy Halladay, though. The same thing with the with the elbow. Yeah, but what are they going to do? With, and then, I know their hopes were to try to trade him around the trade deadline, but like, who's going to take yeah. damaged goods now? You know, I don't. know. I just. I think they Is he even damaged goods at this point. I don't know. He's just damaged. <laughs> You're damaged goods after I LeBron was, gets I through with you. I was never goods. No, I, that's why I said I didn't want to be involved with LeBron. <laughs> no, let's go to Don. Don from Fairfax. Don. Bring some enlightenment uh, to the show, please. I'd buy I'm, that. I'm sad, sad, to say, to say, sad to say I'm <laughs> calling in the show to get my sports news <laughs> after where it's going. Yeah. Uh, Check the check Blog Talk Radio. They got a lot. They got a lot to offer. <laughs> the um, Tony Collins. I, I haven't seen anything in the. I didn't look very closely in the paper. Uh, anything with the Redskins on the free agency? <laughs> uh, Do you happen to recall? Who? <laughs> yeah. Who? Do they still have RG three? Yeah, he's the man. Let me see. The, now I. 
Okapo, uh, Arakpo from the Redskins. Him Apparently, too. the Eagles are Eagles are targeting him. Let me look at. Where are you getting all this stuff? I'm just on Twitter right now. They're still talking about the power to change the Red Mar- Redskins trademark. That's pretty much. Uh, yeah, there's nothing That's... really. There's nothing really much here. Huh. Uh, well, I guess it's going to be a long season. Well, the the Burgundy blog, uh, the Redskins would be laughed out of town for this because they said Maxwell's $25 million guarantee, fifth most given to an NFL quarterback. So, apparently, for other uh, for for uh, <laughs> Byron Maxwell, the guy, the the cornerback uh, the Eagles just picked up, $25 million guaranteed. Uh, a lot of people, I like it. I think the defense is going to be good, but a lot of people are, uh, that's, I like kind of looking at what goes on outside of the Eagles to kind of see where people uh, where people stand with this. It was a good move. Kirk Cousins, RG3. Yeah, I don't think anything as much is going on uh, with mm. the Reds right now. Well, it's not, like, it's not like they need to make any changes. No. No, they're set. The they're good. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're solid. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to worry about that. RG3. No, no, that kind of brings me to the, to the point of making about uh, Mariota. If anyone like that's that's one of those things. Maybe they're laughing at us about Byron uh, Maxwell. Look at what happened with RG three and what the predicament there. And out now, Don is a Redskins fan. What's going? You, you're stuck with this guy. You have a battle now with quarterback, and it's the guy you franchise ever. You you gave up your future for. You gave up everything for this guy RG three, and now it's like a frustrating thing that you're yeah, now he's making a ton of money. You have him for the next three years. And I, I, I don't think that, just my opinion, that Gruden did have, didn't have much to say about it. I, I think it was probably above him that they said, we put our money down on this guy and we're going to go with him. But you, you have to look at him and, and, and look what he's done the last couple of years and say, does that make any sense at all to keep him with that kind of a salary? Yeah. Unless uh, they tried to peddle him and everybody passed on him. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't know, Don. I I think the bottom line is I think you're right. I think you're right about Snyder was calling the shots there. But in, in terms of him staying healthy, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen. I mean, uh, if, and even if, if he's healthy, there's just the structure's not there for success. Yeah. He I don't think he's that good. Uh, you know, with who they have on the offensive line, who their receivers are, I, I just don't think he's good enough to make them a better team. Mm-hmm. And then they need, they need more than him. And then they, they apparently aren't going out looking for it. And that's what scares me about the Eagles is with this Mariota thing. If they go and they, they give up all these picks when you have a guy with, in Foles who's, who's very solid, uh, it just doesn't make sense, especially now that you have the defense shored up. You have Frank Gore. You, have, uh, you still have Darren Sproles. You know, they're going to have a wide receiver in there. But it's, it's still going to be a pretty interesting thing how this goes. So. Now, Don, we, we're going to have to interrupt you real quick because we just found out that 108 people are listening currently in Canada. So, uh, for our... <laughs> I was just in Canada. Really? Yeah. Were you listening? No. Uh, <laughs> I had other stuff to do. And one person from Taiwan. One person from Taiwan. Let's. Yeah, I I've been following the the, the Montreal Canadiens for years now, eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, but before I, before I offend anybody yeah, outside uh, the country, I should probably hang up. <laughs> you guys have a great week and talk to you next yeah. week. All right, thanks, Don. Bye bye. No, see you. Zach, Flyers. Oh yeah. They fell apart. they were they were they were creeping up and yesterday it all fell apart. Wow. It's a shame. You have that that's that's tough. You it's you go shame. to overtime with the Bruins and you're t- you could be two points back, now you're five points. They win today? No, they lost today and the wow. Bruins won. So they're out. It's over. They're done. It's this point. Yesterday we had like a thirty percent chance of winning the making the playoffs and today it dropped to point seven. Wow. Zach, how do you feel the countrymen are doing this year? I, I think it's, they're taking a step up from last year. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just oh, saying. No, well, it's not even close. And I like, I like the kids who are doing it this year, but it's just not the same. Now, there's a lot of them. they got to get more creative. Just, they don't have the same charisma. I, I, by the time I was a senior, I'd been doing the countrymen for seven years. I yeah. started before I was in high school. And not, they just, there's no one left like that. So, I mean, you're the last. You're the last of the Mohicans. Last of the dying breed. But it's becoming a much more spread thing about around South Jersey now. I think a what, lot the, of what the countrymen. Yeah, a lot of people are trying to be, and they're succeeding. A lot of school. A lot of schools are being just as big as East. I mean, I don't think anyone's topped no, as no, big as we've been. No, in. no, no. I think Gloucester Catholic, like 
I think they're they don't have as many. You guys, you guys have a ton, so I think that makes it you're a little bit louder. Yeah. But I think Gloucester Catholic's creativity is pretty good. You guys need some new writing. I mean, over there. big schools. I mean, Gloucester Catholic. I've, they do a lot of things that are done in the college level, and they put a lot of rehearsal in the way the East. Do they really? We've that we've never done anything anything before a game. We we did we started last year parting the Red Sea. That was good. There was zero rehearsal. We. Decided. No, I do like Soapy when they come out and like and he, 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 yeah, he that shoot. was Soapy's idea. You was gotta, it? Yeah, that was all Soapy. He was the first one to ever involve the countryman in his pregame handshake. That's pretty good. All right, we're 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 about out of time today. Thank God. Uh, yeah, let's keep it going. We got 117 people listening. Let's keep them entertained. I think they're I think they're off now. I think the show broad oh, talk so radio. So now we're just talking to the people who listen during the podcast. Which during is the, probably zero. Yeah. We're yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, the show brought to you tonight by Phone Pack, supplier of all Graco products. Just a phone call away, 888-458-2928. Also, you've also brought to you by Canada Dry. <laughs> also, yeah, by uh, Molson Golden, Tim the, the beer of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. Why are you asking me as if I live in Toronto? <laughs> <laughs> My buddy said, see, you start talking about the countryman and you lose your feed. <laughs> Integrated play, Renee Shell, 269-760-3857 if you're an athlete looking to transition into a career outside the athletic field. Uh, I'd like to thank Tony Collins for calling in tonight, uh, joining us. Uh, join us next week. We're, we're going to be talking with Zahir McGee, uh, writer, of the scan, uh, writer for the hit show Scandal, uh, wrote the episode Launch Hair, which we've got a lot of uh, critical acclaim. It was a really good episode. He's going to join us. He's also a huge Philadelphia fan and a friend of the show, so uh, he'll be joining us next week. And, uh, yeah, more guests lined up as the show goes on. But uh, until then, Mike and Kevin, the interns, Adam and Zach, we'll see you next week. I got a million ways to get it. Uh-huh. 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 Double your money and make it stack. I'm on to the next one. On to the next one.